0: From this Laura I'm so looking forward to this conversation thank you for joining me today yes thank you for having me <laughs> I only found you on Instagram like really recently um, just like a few months ago and I don't even know how I found you but everything you say like resonates with me so deeply and um, yeah I was so happy when I reached out and you got back straight away <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, well, because I felt your energy so strongly that I just immediately said yes. I don't even know that I could read your whole email, I, just, <laughs> but I could feel that this was meant to be, that we needed to get whatever messages needed to come through, needed to come through. Brilliant. Brilliant. So can you just introduce yourself and your work for people that aren't familiar? Yes, I'm Laura. I uh I started channeling Pleiadians. Primarily in 2020, around the time of the lockdowns and everything, um, I had a twin flame activation, a kundalini activation that brought on a lot of psychic abilities, very strong. So I would even say uh, it felt like a walk-in experience because I really started to detach completely from my old self, my old identity, my old life, and started on a totally... um, divinely guided mission is the best way that I can describe it. And it, it feels like everything that I've been doing since then um, has been guided by something bigger than me and feels like it's the Pleiadians is how it started to start to bring on unity consciousness and start to bring everyone into um, the awakening and the ascension timeline before I even really knew what that was. So sometimes I'll look back and see some of the messages, and they were for the future, therefore now, therefore where we are now. Oh. So um, that's me. It's it's so interesting to introduce myself because as me, I actually feel like I don't, I'm I'm a reflector in human design, so I don't really feel like I even have a real self. I kind of feel like a galactic ambassador just walking around pretending <laughs> to look like a human. But actually, uh, I, I kind of am just here attempting to serve humanity at this point. So were you not someone who
0: had a lot of psychic experiences, non-physical experiences as a child?
1: I would say I felt alien as a child. And I felt um, that I had this inner running dialogue my whole life that I could never fully express out loud. So when I started to be able to express what I have always been thinking um, that's kind of when I, I guess you could say I aligned with my higher self and everything started to come more fully to the surface. So I would say uh, I had psychic experiences in the sense that I could um, hear thoughts or I was very telepathic always. And could sense energy so you could call it being an empath a super empath but um it was a bit beyond that so yeah i uh i i guess that's the easiest way i could describe it
0: yeah and um how did it start with the palladian contact how did that how did you know it was palladians
1: i had a human design chart done which um, activated something in me when I had that um, reading done where they'll say that too. a lot of people who do read human design specifically will say you are going to have a 180 experience when you find out what your type is. And for me, that actually brought on um, the word Pleiadian in itself was an activation word for me. Um, and I kind of felt like I could see when they would come in. I could see the beings and I could see, I could feel when they had a message to deliver through me and um, sense their energy and their vibration, which was very loving and um, also feels like soul family or star family. You could say Um, it's a, one of those things where when you start to channel, I, it's hard to say how that happens because it just feels like um, you go away, you take a back seat to yourself, and then their messages start to come in, come through you. Um, and I feel like what happened to allow that was me starting to detach from, you could call my old identity,
0: right. because I didn't
1: have a whole story going about who I even was. So it's kind of like turning on a radio tower where I started to just pick up frequencies and that actually has never been turned off. So yeah. that's, um, that's kind of how it feels at this point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was one of my questions as well, because you post practically every day, if not every day on Instagram. And like I say, it's always very, um, compelling to me. It's always very speaks to me, but that can't be easy. Like how do you deal with <laughs> to the matrix and then like, staying in that divine feminine energy that clear channel it's it's not always easy right
1: well because I I don't actually live in the matrix anymore that's how I can do it every day because I basically made this life my life (laughs) and I'm mostly a hermit honestly I don't have a whole lot of community or friends um I see people mostly on zoom and do readings for people on Zoom, but my actual everyday life is pretty um, pretty much cleared of any 3D frequencies. Right. And if I do have to go, you know, to the grocery store, I'll do that. But the energy again has to be right. I tend to go at night when there's less people around, but it, because it does actually really um, irritate me. And I wouldn't probably be able to be a clear channel if I was surrounded by a bunch of matrix energies at this (laughs) point. Yeah. Do you have any daily
0: practices, like any kind of yoga or anything that helps you stay
1: in your space? I do yoga almost every day. I do yoga flows. And I also um, do a Merkaba meditation every morning when I wake up before I even get out of bed which um just it activates the tetrahedrons around my aura and i envision them and it kind of puts me into this um it kind of actually still keeps me in the frequency of where i probably was when i was sleeping in the astral so it kind of is like a personal spaceship is how it feels that is also a protection field um I call on Archangel Michael throughout the day to put white light around me. I post my dragons outside of my door. And <laughs> I mean, I do have, those are my, um, those are my practices to just keep me all, in this vibration. Keep me in the things you received that you just downloaded to do? The downloads come in, um, right, because... Typically, I get a lot when I first wake up, too. So most of the downloads will come through because it feels like they're coming from where I just was, which was in a different dimension. And uh, typically, I feel so it's interesting because I will feel the energy of the day and feel the energy of whatever it is like at at this point, um, because I do have a pretty large community, it feels that's Um, everywhere. (laughs) They're kind of all over the earth and they have energies that they are likely still dealing with in the matrix or dealing with, with their friends and their family. So my downloads come from what I feel others may be dealing with because I myself don't really deal with any of this much, Mm -hmm. except for um, being able to hear and transmute what other people may be going through. And that's where the downloads come from. And it's different every day because it just naturally changes every day. And sometimes it's uh, connected to the astrology of what we're in. If we're in an eclipse season, if we're in, if it's a new moon or a full moon, if we're in um, Venus changes to sign or something, I factor all of that in because that affects all of us too. Um, yeah. So all of that is pretty much how I navigate the days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I meant the practices like the macabre meditation and the dragons, was that something that you were shown how to do
1: like from your guides? I, I don't actually feel that anyone showed me that it feels like those are the practices that for some reason, just I gravitate towards. Mm. So it feels like the, Merkaba meditation specifically is Pleiadian in nature because we're the crystal ships with the Pleiadians, they will look like a Merkaba, they'll look like a diamond in the sky typically because they're shiny.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and that feels like that's because they've mastered their Merkaba, so they've mastered um, crystal technology in such a way. So that seems like it's connected to the Pleiadians and seems like it's connected to my future self, This very connected to the ships and collect, connected to the galactic energies. Um, dragons actually are recent because that feels we have started to consciously start to manifest the dragons back in. And a lot of, I call the divine feminines, the ascended warriors have a dragon that's connected to them. So I've met a lot of divine feminines. It seems to be uh, something that maybe in the last year or so, we've started to connect back to our dragons to know that we have them, to feel very protected. And I actually am hearing it's because we're they're, they're with us until our divine masculines are with us. Mm. The dragons are keeping us safe and protected. The ones of us that are in separation from our divine masculine. So... And then actually, I'm actually getting, then you'll have more dragons because divine masculines also have a dragon. So (laughs) I've seen, I've seen them in photos. Uh, Someone sent me, I get actually a lot. I've seen a few dragons that show up in a photo. It'll look like a cloud or it'll look like Mm. light, but in the shape of a dragon. So we're starting to see them
0: Mm.
1: similar to the ships.
0: Right. Right.
1: So there's a Mm -hmm. lot of concepts that no one really talked
0: about or few people, you've got like Dolores Cannon, a few people like that, but they weren't like commonly shared concepts and now like everyone's talking about them and I feel like with this interest around all this stuff there also comes a lot of distortion and that's something my guides are sharing as well is that the chaos is going to get greater because the more energy there is around this the more there's going to be like false prophets um which again is you know that's where I was really drawn to you because I feel like you're not a false prophet you're like totally you know in alignment and there's so much like when people don't have that level of discernment it's very confusing for them because there's so much conflicting information or distortion information so I wanted to ask you about some of the concepts and get your definition your take on them but maybe we can start with um you know to me it's very clear there's an organic timeline and then there's the distortion and that's how it works is that they take what is natural and what is pure and then they just put a slight twist on it that causes all this chaos and confusion can you
1: talk on what distortion means to you yes and i feel like the distortion is also a uh, influence of ai and so they may not actually even um, be aware that it's distortion false light feels very uh, it's almost a spell casting energy as well that's what we're starting to see so when we were in atlantis the false light came in and now it feels like it's being taken and made into even more of a uh, AI feeling to it. So the uh, it's what I was coming through to say is that the way that we're going to be able to know the difference is through how you physically respond to the information, because your mental body is what's going to be um, the most compromised. So when you have thoughts. From hearing information, your thoughts could actually not be real, but your body may start to react. Your body may start to feel anxiety, or you may start to have a sick feeling in your stomach. And so actually switching the way that we're starting to respond to information is what's needed to be able to discern the difference. Because the ones that are giving the information are not going to know that they are purposely misleading people. That's what I'm getting. But the ones that are hearing it and absorbing it will have the task to have to know the difference.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How does it feel in your vessel when it's coming in? And, and the feeling also is that when we're in a very low vibrational state, when we're used to feeling a lot of fear all the time, that isn't the state that we would be in if we we're on an organic timeline. right? And so if something does bring a lot of fear to someone, um there's two things about that because uh okay, when you're okay. when you're in the presence of a very high vibrational person, they are likely going to pull shadows out of you. They could start to pull demonic entities out of you. So you could actually look at that person and think they were a threat to you when actually they were trying to help you. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's another thing about that is I get that a lot. (laughs) You what? I get that a lot. (laughs) Right. So when I say that too... Uh, it's interesting. It's a, it's a whole new level of discernment and operating to know, okay, is this fear? Or is this feeling so that I can shed this old pattern and belief that's not serving me? Or I is mean, this an actual? Um, I mean, I do that to people a lot, is I pull mm-hmm. the shadows out of them. <laughs> right, because you're you a high vibrational person. <laughs> so. <laughs> That makes sense because it is a lot of the light warriors, the ones that are on the organic timeline, will do that around the ones that are uh, still more in the third dimension.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so I- yeah, go on. No, it's interesting because this is just coming through this way. It's very complicated, but uh, and maybe it is, and maybe it isn't. It feels like the ones listening to this though that are already holding a higher vibration who don't live in fear mm-hmm. when your body starts to react to something that's false it will be telling you the truth mm-hmm. because at this point i really don't feel that anyone that's third dimensional listens to these messages right i feel like they just don't even hear them or find them and if they do they immediately label them and turn them off mm-hmm. so i feel like yeah we're we're pretty much just speaking to our Warriors at this point. Yeah.
0: Um. One of my favorite things to say. They've just started the grass cutting again. Um. One of my favorite things to say is ascension is an embodiment process. It's a very very physical. It sounds like a airy fairy thing, but it's really physical. Can you tell us about like how you physically feel
1: that you're changing through all this? I feel like much stronger in my physical body and your vessel starts to really feel uh, grounded. It starts to feel safe and it starts to feel that you uh, have this youthful energy is another feeling here because our DNA is actually undergoing so many activations. Mm -hmm. So when the DNA activates and starts to shift and change, um, your body you start to feel like you you want to emanate your most positive vibration and so your body will physically start to change and Mm -hmm. shift and so uh, it's a feeling of I remember when I first started on this journey and I would talk to different parts of my body and just say I love I love you I would actually talk to my hand and say I love you and talk to my arm and say I love you and talk to my ages everywhere because when you say that your body will actually respond and start to shift to look different. Mm -hmm. You don't have to exercise so much. Um, you will naturally not want to eat things that are not organic or, um, not, you know, you won't want chemicals in your body. Um, no alcohol in your body. There will be this sense that your your all of your tastes will change so that you're only putting onto and into your vessel what's meant for it. Mm. So, and I've noticed too not eating as much food because it's very dense in mm-hmm. the vibration that we kind of go back to wanting a lot of water and sunlight
0: mm. and
1: deep breathing is really important. Um there's just much more of a feeling of you being energy than being physical as well. And. Think,
0: cause yeah. time's
1: up. You've got less time to eat. Anyway. <laughs> it takes time to eat. And it also for me, because I channel, I tend to not be able to eat very heavy uh, mm-hmm. until all the messages have come through that day. Mm-hmm. So, cause that'll just kind of clog up my, my being. And. That's another feeling is um, that if your body, physical body, is busy digesting a lot of food, um, that you kind of feel sluggish and don't have as much energy in general. So this idea that food gives you energy, um, I feel like we're more naturally meant to kind of graze throughout the day, have a little bit of food throughout the day rather than big, heavy meals. So mm -hmm, it changes.
0: I've had a lot of times where I feel like I'm being worked on in the night and getting upgrades. Do you get that?
1: I get, um, I did get physical upgrades with light code activations really heavily. It comes and goes. It just depends on typically in the summer, just for me, because that's more seasonal where I am. Um, and i lived in arizona for 6 months that was a lot of very intense light code activations cuz the sun is very intense there um i wonder if that's something because you're in bali uh, that you have more activations it does seem that there's a um a correlation to where we are physically on the crystal grid to getting light codes and getting activations right and i'm just hearing this too because there is agenda to block out The sun, there's agenda to put chemtrails everywhere. Um, And especially in cities, that's a direct attempt to keep people from getting light code activations and upgrades. So knowing that if you're in a very dense area to start to, um, you can still do it yourself, but it may be harder to get those codes coming in naturally.
0: Most of it happens in London. I live in London as well, so...
1: Is it uh, very different there? Because I feel like that's a very. London like more,
0: um,
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, you said it. <laughs> a bit, a bit heavier energy. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, it's ground. Eh, okay. London only because I feel there is a very large underground energy there that a lot of these spells originate in that vicinity and then they permeate out throughout the rest of the earth so that would be a hard place to be as a light worker yeah 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 but i know (laughs) a lot who are there because they have to be there to hold the balance so i was gonna say someone's got to do it (laughs) right well all of the most uh tough warriors live in cities right that's that's true
0: so tell us What is your definition of ascension? How do you describe ascension?
1: I feel like ascension is about, um, basically it's coming home to ourselves. It's a feeling of finding a frequency that feels like home and ascending into a place that is more in alignment where you don't feel so disconnected or uh, fragmented. Because the the third, the 3D really fragments our vibration. It's a useful, it was a useful frequency. It was a useful energy because we were learning lessons because we wanted to know as a species what it felt like to be separated from God. So now we know and now we can ascend back to wholeness, back to our true self, which is a feeling of being in divine alignment. So. Ascension to me, it's interesting because it does imply that we're going somewhere in the future, but it is actually a sense of just um, going back to where we were prior to the false light coming in to disrupt us. So more like how we operated as beings in Atlantis and how we operated as beings um, who were walking around embodied but who were not disconnected from God, who are not disconnected from source. And so that's ascension. It's a ending of karma is also what I'm hearing. So when we're done with karmic cycles, we're done with karmic loops. And not everyone is quite there yet, I want to say. Not every soul and being is done with karma because they may still have a lot more that they need to learn. And so they are not going to ascend with all of us. And I feel like that's, that's okay because we don't, it's really an individual process. It's not about, Oh, I need to wake everybody else up. It really is just about being authentic as ourselves and then shining that out into the world and feeling empowered to do so because that's another feeling here is that with Ascension and being awakened, which i put together, um, there's a sense of not showing people that you are awake and ascended because you don't want them to know, or they wouldn't accept you, which is basically saying people wouldn't accept you for being yourself. Um, And that is what I feel in 2023 is going to shift the most is a feeling of, I don't care who knows that I'm awake and ascended because there'd be no, you can't keep a mask on. You can't keep it to yourself. And that's going to have radical changes. So.
0: Now it's raining really heavily. Can you hear the rain?
1: No, I can't hear it.
0: It's like it never rains in the morning ever. And it's like raining a lot. But at least the grass will go away.
1: Oh, that's so funny. It's just more interference. Actually, the rain feels like a detox. Wow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's been raining here all day too. For, I mean, I feel almost like 24 hours has been raining, which is unusual. So tell us what is 5D and what happened to 4D? Oh, I love because 4D is a non physical plane. Uh-huh. So the fourth dimension is the astral, the fourth dimension is the in between. So you could think of it like you're in a train station catching a train, and the fourth dimension is what goes in between. But oh. You don't live there. So or you don't physically live in the fourth dimension. Um, but it's like a bridge. Right. And the fifth dimension is where we're we are um in our fullest vibration of authenticity and the frequency is different, time stops, there isn't really a sense of linear time whatsoever. Um it feels it's a flow state. So if you were an athlete, for example, and you were running a race and you're in a flow state, or if you're a painter and you were painting a masterpiece and you're in a Mm -hmm. flow state, that's the fifth dimension in a nutshell for people. Um, that's how I describe it. And it basically is, um, where it feels like it's something that's accessible at all times it's not a place that we're going it's a frequency to embody
0: and yeah. um, um what about new earth and um, how do you what's your information around the new earth timeline like how long do you feel i know you said um that you feel or maybe you just posted it on instagram but i've been saying for a little while new earth is already here for those of us that have eyes to see I feel like the energy of it is already on the earth and we're learning how to embody it but how what's the timeline for how you see that like translating into a mass awareness
1: it feels like the new earth energy is here and it's accessible when you connect to others that are also in this fifth dimension frequency I feel the most connected to new earth with you right now with another person who is also awakened because it doesn't happen in a vacuum we have to build the new earth in communities and with other people and with other souls and so you you we are anchoring in the new earth right now because the as people do come together with their soul family with your twin flame with the ones that are on your exact vibrational frequency that's the energy that creates the new earth and um it feels like uh it has already been created and we're on this destined timeline to get to it so it's going to look different depending on what your mission is in the new earth but it's going to be a whole brand new way of living which is a paradigm shift so whatever we're doing in this new earth energy it's not going to be going and checking in to work every day and we're in the new earth. It's going to be very different than that. It feels like, um, I don't know if I can give a timeline, but over the next 20 years, what I'm hearing, it will be fully anchored in. And right now we are finding the others that we're meant to build with. And what I find is everyone has their own mission that they're meant to do. So some people are meant to build communities. Some people are meant to build houses. Some people are meant to open portals to let in the new beings of light that are going to join us because we'll be a vibrational frequency match to be in communication with them in the physical. Uh, some people are going to still create art or create movies or create uh, anything that feels like it's what you're meant to do already because it's your divine gift. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to feel like you got to learn something to do for the new earth. It's going to be what naturally comes to you, what you probably wanted to do as a child, that kind of feeling. And it's really a believing in the impossible as well, because it's going to feel also possibly like it isn't possible to do it,
0: right.
1: But in, but it is actually possible. A lot of supernatural abilities are going to start to come on for people. A lot, I mean, everyone will be telepathic and everyone will be able to read energy and communicate in a different way. There will be some people I'm hearing that do light language. So it's a a radically new, Oh, and also they want me to tell you the golden children are going to be a major part of this new earth. So the new children, the new starseed souls that are coming in will also guide us. Because they're going to have a whole set of codes and abilities that we don't have that we're going to learn from them, and they're going to tell us. So, it's uh, it's the Pluto and Aquarius energy. It's the Age of Aquarius energy, where it's so radically different from what we're leaving behind that it we're not actually quite sure how to put it into words. It's wow. really more at this point. of a vision. Right. Wow. Yeah. But a lot like, of us are like living in the frequency of it already right. in our, in our bodies.
0: Right. I feel like as well, it's like an effortlessness that is really important. And that's where divine feminine comes in, right? Cause that's teaching us how to be in surrender and be in that space with effortlessness and allowing, can we speak on divine feminine?
1: Right. The divine feminine also is the connection to source energy. So, Divine Feminine is uh, the feeling that what we've actually been disconnected from. Divine Feminine is what we've put in our subconscious that we have actually been ignoring, which is our spiritual source. And so, Divine Feminines that are actually walking around as these embodiments of our spiritual source, um, they are embodying the flow and they are embodying the grace And the uh, vision, the oracle, the um, manifestation power I'm getting, the goddess energy. And the thing with the divine feminine is that they have to be acknowledged because in order to build this new earth, we have to start to listen to, and this goes whether you're a divine masculine because you have feminine energy within you, but it's our intuition. And it's our feeling. And it's how, when we were talking about the false light, it's how you would know through your intuition, through your feeling space, whether or not to trust someone. Because there's this energy of divine masculine and divine feminine. Divine masculine is this warrior and uh, directed and takes action. And so you hear someone maybe knock on the door that the divine masculine would go open the door and want to talk to whoever it is there on the other side divine feminine would say whether or not to open the door or divine Mm -hmm. feminine would say wait that's not a sheep that's a wolf or something and the divine masculine's work is to listen to the divine feminine is to listen to the intuition and trust and know that she's got a connection to source and knows what she's saying Um.
0: So you talk often about 144,000. Do you believe that, that that is an actual number of awakened souls on the planet? How do you interpret that?
1: I interpret that a couple different ways because 144 is the activated strands of DNA where when they're all activated, you're awakened and functioning as a fully uh, embodied um, godly human. And also, at this point, the messages that have been coming through is that the 144,000 is an actual number as well of the awakened twin flames, the awakened light warriors, the number of us that are actually meant to start to create. um, I see it as kingdoms, more so, uh, you could call it kingdoms, you could call it communities, but it's the ones that are the king and queen that are going to have these kingdoms that are going to basically be the new earth network across the earth. And so that's how I have been shown the new earth coming in is through these 144,000 that are going to step up. I don't really like to call them leaders because I don't like that way of saying it. I feel like we're um, the guides or the, the visionaries of our whatever it is that we're creating. Um, but there is that number for a reason, because it feels like that's the number where as these new earth communities start to get created, more souls will start to awaken, and then that number will change. But for where we are right now, it's um, the ones that are going to start to step up in a big way and be seen.
0: Yeah. Jen McCarty, I don't know if you know Jen McCarty, she does a lot of twin flame work and she says it's 144,000 pairs. So 144,000 divine feminine, 144,000 divine masculine.
1: I saw it in pairs as well. That's actually how it was coming through, was to say it that way, like a king and a queen <laughs> or right. the counterparts. So we're getting that same right. message. Right. Right. she wrote uh she did she, i have written I've, I've read what she wrote about the twin flames is i forget what it's called it's a book
0: yeah of hers about, twin flames <laughs> right, right something like yeah. that yeah. yeah yeah she had a lot of brilliant information i think <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. we're right because we're getting a lot of that very similar um downloads yeah but well, this is the thing because
0: you know this is how it always works right is i receive the information and then you have the external validation where you just open instagram and someone's written a post like it's saying the same thing or you have a conversation someone repeats it back to you what you just received so i think that's part of how it has to work right is you you have to receive it and then you get the external validation whereas we're used to getting information externally and checking in to see if it feels right now it's the other way around
1: right right and so a lot of that too is taking divine action prior to knowing the outcome so if you have this inspired thought or you have an inspired feeling to quit your job <laughs> or you have an inspired feeling or thought to move or whatever uh to trust and know that that's coming from somewhere because you're meant to take that leap. So yeah. it's a lot of taking a lot of leaps of faith.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. I feel like ego death is like such an essential part of the process where we have to we have to really not know what's going on and we have to know that we're not in control, right?
1: Yes, cuz that is the sense of loss of control. When you're taking leaps of faith, you typically are going to feel out of control. And not to not know the outcome of something is to not be controlling the outcome right. so that's part of it
0: right.
1: which is an ego death right.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get into the juicy stuff your your main area that you're working in is twin flame and we were just saying before we started recording it wasn't really anything i had any awareness of pre-2020 and now it's like such a hot topic but this is one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you because I feel like there's so much there's so much 3D energy that's getting attached to it and so much um, you know people are attaching to the concept and then interpreting it in very distorted ways so I really wanted to get your your take your information on what twin flame is and how it's manifesting at this time
1: okay because i feel like that is a definition of twin flame is that fundamentally do not exist in 3d twin flame connections twin flame energy what actually sets it apart from all other relationships is that with your divine counterpart twin flame Every time you interact with them, it does not feel like it's the old earth. It feels like you're in a different vibration because you typically, your vibration together when you interact together is a quantum entanglement feeling and you actually are uh, activating. It's like the Merkaba meditation, I was saying, where you start to activate more all around you and it actually does teleport you before you even know what's going on into the fifth dimension. And that is that was my experience. And that's, that's what started me on this journey. And it is a telling way to know, okay, that's not the world that I just was in. That's not the matrix. So what is this connection? And so that would be your first clue that it feels otherworldly and it feels magical. For
0: me, it's it's a big part of learning that there there is no separation.
1: It right because it feels like you meet, and I at this point can put it into words. It's because you meet God and another person, and it and it's bigger than you. There's a third energy that's in the energy with you, which is Source, and uh, it does. Reconnect us to feeling a sense of being connected to all things. And uh, it pretty much takes away the feeling of separateness also immediately, like you said, because you realize that it's you in another body. It's your other half of your soul that's with another in another vessel. And so that allows you to realize how we're all various configurations, atoms of the same energy source, ultimately. So everything is connected. It illuminates that in a really direct way when you meet your twin.
0: And and also the level of what source is working through you. Like it just, it's very humbling, right? Because you realize how protected, how guided and how how magical it all is.
1: It does, because a lot of times with your twin flame, You will have very similar synchronicities. You'll have very similar life experiences. You can have almost, it feels, parallel lifetimes that you have led up until the point that you meet in the physical, which really you're not really meeting them. It's more of a remembering. A lot lot of people will say they remember their past lives that they've had with them, where maybe you've never even thought of your past lives at all. And all of a sudden, it just comes on because they start to activate that in you. And you remember what you maybe have lived through with this person in other past lives, It can all the way to the inception of your soul. So a lot of what came on for me too was this feeling of being an elemental and this feeling of being a nature spirit and a fairy spirit, because that was our first incarnation, was actually as elementals. And so you may not even be human past lives that you've had, which is another way of knowing, okay, maybe maybe you were um, mermaids together. Maybe you were dolphins. Maybe you were off earth in another star system. And so all of that starts to get much more real. And um, that is the real true twin flame energy. And it has nothing to do with, what I see about uh, if this person's going to come back to me after a separation or not is that's kind of a very three D way of looking at it, which to me is the deception timeline. Yeah.
0: I was going to ask you that: Is um, Faye your real name? Because Faye means
1: fairy. It's my real name, Laura Faye. <laughs> is my real is my real name? I don't use my last name. Um, that 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 is my first and middle name
0: Right. yeah they
1: say we name ourselves too so it was a remembering for me to have (laughs) Faye be my middle name yeah right so you said that you worked with maybe a thousand people
0: doing twin flame readings can you tell us some of the commonalities that come through
1: I have worked okay that I have uh, done a lot of readings primarily for divine feminines Um, there also have been divine masculines. I would call it the awakened twin, the awakened counterpart. And so, from those that I have had, the most common energy is they get straight to a divine mission in a way that's very profound. And so, um, because whether or not the twin flame will return to you, it's a bit of a destiny feeling where you kind of don't doubt that they're going to return to you because most of us have been in separation of some kind. Um, But the one that's awake, the feeling is that there's a lot of pain around the separation because you have this very dramatic connection with another soul that feels like you're reconnected to God. And all of a sudden when that person runs away from you or when it's not, you're not able to be in the same energy anymore, It's very painful. It feels like you just got split in half because, um, you were just connected to God and then you got disconnected from God when they leave. And so in order to fill that amount of pain that you go through in separation, what fills it is starting to have a spiritual mission and a spiritual, um, divine, divinely led mission. And so, most of them will have um, this feeling that they have to speak on Twin Flames themselves because they're true Twin Flames. So whether they want to start a blog or go on Twitter or something where they're writing every day, where they're expressing about the journey, um, that is helpful and also helpful for others to know that this is the way that it goes. That, you know, you start to... um, you start to connect to others this way where they also have the same similar, um, a lot of pain around the journey. And then what happens too is the pain will start to go away as you're filled with divine source again. And you start to have this unconditional love that is always present in your connection because there's nothing that that person can ever do that's going to Um, make you not love them. Basically, it's the most, uh, it opens your heart chakra. Mm -hmm. So we're all also living now with open heart chakras, because you know what it feels like to unconditionally love, and there's no condition to the connection or relationship. And so whether they, um, there's another feeling too, that there's a agenda to make it seem very toxic. That this person's a narcissist or this person has done things that um, are toxic or unforgivable. And I actually don't feel, first of all, there's no abuse in a twin flame connection. So that's never present. If they are re-triggering something, a lot of times they'll re-trigger a karmic wound for you to heal. So a lot of times it's an abandonment wound that needs to be healed. So you start to identify, okay, if this person abandoned me, where did that abandonment wound come from? And then you heal that wound. So it feels like uh, there's all kinds of things that come up, whether you're in communication, you're in separation, but it's to heal yourself fully so that you can then fully ascend. Because you can't skip this step of um, living with any traumas or any wounds before you're able to ascend. So the twin flame is kind of a mirror for you to continue to check on your ascension journey because how you feel about your twin is kind of what steps you need to take to get right. more of the ascension codes. Right. It's just that we have this way of doing it with another soul which is different than some people have who are awakening in other ways. Um, and it's, it's for the collective
0: as well, right? I think you posted this day that the amount of like heart chakra energy, the amount of energy that will be poured onto earth as the unions are realized, the whole collective has to be ready for that, right?
1: That's right. That's actually kind of where we are now is how it feels to me. A lot of the ones on this wave of twin flames, the the unions are not coming together until humanity is ready to receive this amount of energy. Right. And I have done a handful of readings for twin flames that are actually in union. And the energy is very profound. And I would call it this feeling of if you were to encounter Jesus and Mary Magdalene in real life how would it feel to be in their presence? And immediately it's a lot of healing work. There's nowhere to hide. You feel very seen, you feel very held and it's an overwhelming energy and it's very powerful. And I mean, even for me to experience it on the other end was very, very powerful. And so uh, what I was getting from those sessions was, I don't know that humans are ready. For that energy in their life <laughs> to be right in front of them and so yeah. there is a sense that we're waiting but i do feel like it's okay. going to be divinely guided whether or not humans are ready or not because no. that's going to shift people it's the sense of um twin flames have too much divine energy um so they can't you can't you, you can't really you have to stabilize it It's like um, when you come together, the energy will be stabilized, but also there's too much of it to simply be contained in a regular marriage or partnership or union. It has to expand because that's how much energy you hold together. So the sense of Twin Flames coming together is also that you have a mission with them. So that's another definitely um, strong factor of a real twin flame is that you have to do something together. You have to produce something together. You have to um, expand your energies together in a very big way. And so you'll likely get codes and get messages and visions about Mm -hmm. how you're meant to do this with them. And that's going to then, because I look at it this way too, is that if you were in front of, two divine counterparts and we're holding a negative entity attachment or you were holding anything in your vessel that was programming their energy is going to shine a real strong light on that so that you become aware of it and so there is a sense of keeping divine twin flames separated there's an agenda about that because the the energy the fourth dimension energy beings that are not all in the light yeah. Are programmed to come in to keep divine counterparts from being together because they know that um, basically it's a ripple effect of God source energy yeah. to awaken everybody else in their environment. Right. Which is an unstoppable force. And right. so the only way to really uh, keep that at bay is to send in decoys, Jezebel spirits. Um, all kinds of matrix handler agents, I like to call them, um, to keep the one that's maybe not as aware and awake to the fact that it's a twin flame connection to keep them from the one that is awake. But what I feel lately is a lot of both twin flames are aware and awake. And right now it's about um, the missions coming together. Cause I see that um, a lot of reunions happening in 2022 and I'm also getting to say that because the nature of this connection, they're very, very sacred and it's likely not going to be something where if you see, it's not like we're going to start to see everybody on Instagram getting together with their twin flame, because that's not the way it's going to be. It's going to be very much more in real life um, in your communities You may have an experience with someone somewhere out in the world in your waking life because we have to really protect the unions and the unions are not meant to – they're going to be very protected and so they naturally won't really be on social media for everyone to see.
0: And what about people listening who feel like, oh, well – this this isn't twin flame is something that's in my timeline like can you talk to people that don't feel like they're on this way of it like how how would the energy affect them like how can they relate to this concept
1: i feel like it's a template for all relationships so whether or not you are an activated twin flame or not um you're going to be affected by this consciousness and by this awakened consciousness. And I would actually say, unless you are a twin flame, you don't really want to be one because (laughs) it's not easy. And it's actually, uh, extremely difficult and extremely painful. Like I was saying about separation and all of it, when you feel that sense of separation, uh, childbirth would be preferable over that (laughs) feeling (laughs) so and i say that but also i feel like childbirth is probably another psyop where i don't know it feels like we could probably not have it be painful but that's been programmed (laughs) that's supposed to be it feels like uh the template of a twin flame union is how all divine unions are going to be twin flame or not as we move into the age of aquarius So we're just ushering in this new paradigm new template but i and this is another feeling i've gotten from people who um, i've met who aren't twin flames but they have partners and they are applying a lot of the concepts applying a lot of the energies that we've been talking about to their partner their current partner and that's that's the feeling is we're not going to have codependency we're not going to have toxicity We're not going to possess people. We're not going to own them. We're going to let them be their own person. And it's about uh, shifting relationship dynamics. So you don't have to be a twin flame to do that. And you probably actually wouldn't, again, you probably wouldn't want to be. Because it is it is kind of a feeling that your divine mission takes over rather than that you can still be... uh, yourself with another person so you wouldn't have as much pressure either in that way it kind of feels like it'd be a bit easier and to just take in the the uh, concepts and lessons you kind of you can Mm -hmm. still um i I feel like we don't get a break basically the ones that are (laughs) i could call it on the front lines One hundred forty four thousand. uh i actually i feel like we need support from each other but someone else that doesn't feel like they are a 144,000, I would look at that as um, a good thing.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I could talk to you a day, but one last question is, can you share with us how you see the timeline unfolding over the next few months, over the next year? What, what do you see the energies for 2023?
1: Uh, there's going to be a lot of change Because we have uh, Pluto and Saturn moving signs, which is a very big energy. So 2023 in general for everyone, we're going to see tremendous change. I would also say it feels like the matrix, the 3D is going to feel even more unreal and feel even more like it doesn't really exist in your life. So it feels like it's going to get less and less, um, take up less and less space in -hmm. our everyday existence. And also um, I'm just getting, it also feels like uh, you may notice that your community gets smaller, but it's gonna be more supportive because fifth dimension and the energy of ascension, there's less noise here. So you may notice a sense of a lot more peace in your day, a lot more uh, calm, And there's not gonna be as much chaos. And that actually takes a lot to get used to. When we're talking about a lot of dramatic change, the change is going to take all the noise away. And the change is gonna, it's a utopia type of feeling where we actually just have to get used to having peace. And even think of it in relationships too, where if you're used to fighting with your person or you're used to having um, conflicts, there really not There's not going to be that energy anymore, and so it's a whole different way of shifting because we're not holding on to trauma bonds and we're not holding on to uh, energies that are anger or anything like that. We're just letting all that go, and um, it you could kind of call it a uh, like love and peace. Energy. I'm trying to think of how to describe it. The, the era of what we were attempting to do in the 60s with that movement. And it's just escaping me. What were they called? The hippies. Hippies, right. But um, it is that feeling, but with a, a galactic uh, energy on top of it. So there's going to be a bit more of a feeling of knowing we're not alone and that we really never have been alone. There's gonna be more of a sense of whether it happens in 2023, I'm getting there probably will be a bit more of that where we're going to start to see um, extraterrestrials coming in and we're gonna to start to be aware that even the earth is not what we were told that it was. And just a lot of pretty outrageous things. History is going to change, I'm hearing. Um, getting a more of a real dose of reality, which is actually going to feel more like fantasy because when you realize you've been lied to about almost everything um, and that the real truth is much more fantastical than we thought, it's going to take a lot to let that wash over you. So um, mm -hmm. I feel like what's going to happen too is that, the ones that are awakened, the ones that have started spiritual businesses and the ones that are holding this higher um, ascended consciousness are going to probably be bombarded and um, overwhelmed. I feel like you may even have to turn people away because there's going to be a mad switch from people going to doctors, for example. They're going to start to go to um, light language healers. They're going to start to go to the most obscure type of energy. So that's what I mean is that if there was something that you feel drawn to do, maybe you're, you want to remove entity attachments from people, but you don't know how to put that out on a website to say, I remove entity attachments. People are going to want to find you in 2023 because there, (laughs) there'll be a level of awareness to know I might have an AI attachment. And so they'll, they'll find you. And that's kind of the feeling is that the most obscure things are gonna start to become mainstream, more so. I feel like that's a great place to end it because that means
0: we have to do a part two, talking about all the galactic family stuff and galactic- Oh, I love that. (laughs) Laura, it's been such a joy. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank you. So So nice to meet you. I put all the links below, but tell us um, where do you want people to find you? Where's the best place for them to contact you?
1: You can contact me. I have a link tree that's on all my social medias and that has all my links there. I have a website, um, laurafayoracle.com that also has all of my correct links because there are a lot of imposter accounts of me that are not me. So uh, I'm also on YouTube and I'm going to be starting a weekly show and i'm not sure exactly what it's going to be yet it's probably going to change every week but that's going to be on bu platform which is a a, it's a new platform that's coming on it's kind of a competition to youtube but it's a much more free so we can kind of talk about anything there and i'm going to start that in january so
0: and you do twin flame readings you do any other kind of readings
1: I actually do all kinds of readings. I could do any psychic reading that anyone needs. I tend to attract twin flames, but if there is anything going on in your life, um, I you know, I feel like um, a lot of it is ascension at this point. So if someone is dealing with ascension and everyone around you is still operating at a different frequency or in the old frequency, um, a lot of people will come in for that but you can be you can identify as anything and co- and have a reading it's uh it could be anything at all um i do feel like it's harder for me to really relate to anyone that's still in the 3d timeline but i mean i i do um i do feel like it's all kind of, it's all kind of combining together at this point. So, you know, if you have this feeling that you're in one timeline one day, and you're in another timeline another day, that's also normal.
0: Laura, thank you so much. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having
0: me.